This is the EVP Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the spooky, creepy, eerie EVP Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, DVO. And I'm Ghosty. And I'm Beaker. Is you guys scared now? I, you know... (laughs) I'm scared. I'm fascinated. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Well, this episode, we are heading to Arkansas. Is that how you say it? Arkansas. Arkansas. Yes, Arkansas. Into the oasis in the Ozarks called the Crescent Hotel. Is it like a moon? It's shaped like a moon. It's not. It's shaped like a a castle, actually. Or is it a roll? A roll? Oh, I see, you're saying, I see what you're saying. Crescent, Crescent roll. Crescent roll. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing there. What city is this in? What's that? What city is this in? I don't know. Eureka Springs. I do know. <laughs> do you know what I've noticed? What? If it has the name Eureka haunted. as a city, haunted. it's haunted. Eureka! Eureka. Miners. Eureka, Utah. Eureka, Nevada. Eureka, Spring, Springs. Spring, Spring. Spring. Eureka, Springs, <laughs> bitches. But do you know why it was called Eureka Springs? Because uh, that that gold-like water, that water that's that you right. know that's more that, valuable than gold itself. That magic <laughs> yes. water. It's got the healing properties. It was gushing. You're it was cook. essential oils before essential oils were cool. That's right. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, and you probably don't, so I'm going to tell you... <laughs> So the springs there were claimed by the Native Americans to have healing properties. Oh. I did not know that. So yeah, anytime there's natural springs, it's natural it's healing. healing. It's gonna heal you. Water is just really good at healing things too. So because of that, people like started flocking down to Arkansas. Arkansas. And they were like, "I want some of this. I want some of this good Eureka Spring stuff." So yeah, they're just bringing all their diseases with them. Yeah, they're like, "I'm gonna bring." All of this stuff with me, and I'm gonna jump right in the water. I'm gonna jump here. in the water and <laughs> just let it flow down, get everybody into And I'm that. just gonna drink it all up, and it's gonna heal me. I will be healed. I'll be screaming, Eureka! I'm healed. And that's how the name came about, and that's how it started booming, and it's a town of Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds magical. So, a little bit of uh, history of it. It opened up in 1886. They probably just probably took over all the Native Americans, right? They said, nah, we're, we're taking over now. So. That's ours now. Yeah, it's ours now, so <laughs> sorry. You have to move. There's a, there's land for you somewhere else. I hear that was common. It happened a few times, yeah. I think they give them casinos, too. They do. So, in 1886, it was set up as a getaway for the rich and famous. Uh, but... After falling into disrepair, it then reopened in 1908 as Crescent College and Conservatory for Young Women. Again, that was 1908. It was shut down in 1924 and reopened in 1930 as a junior college. Uh, That closed in 1934, and then in 1934 it became a summer hotel. Well, in 1937, it was purchased by Norman Baker. We'll talk a little bit more about Mr. Baker, he turned it into a hospital and quote-unquote health resort. Hellhole. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, so he purchased it in 1937. He renovated it. Uh, he wanted everything to be purple in, on the inside. So that's what he did. In 1940, okay. though, uh, Baker was hit with federal charges, and he ended up serving four years in prison. What charges were they? Uh, a lot of fraud. We'll talk about that as federal. well. Hmm. At the federal level. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. In 1997, though, it was purchased by uh, Marty and Elise. I am not going to try to pronounce their last name. They are the owners still today. They purchased it in 1997 for $1.3 million. Pocket took- change. What's that? Oh, yeah, for- change, that's nothing. Yeah. It took them six years to restore it, so I don't know how much they spent on restoring it either. And uh, they, like I said, they still own it today. One million dollars. <laughs> so that's a little bit of history of the Crescent Hotel. Now let's talk about what makes it so spooky. Because if you guys didn't know, this is the most haunted hotel in America. I know. So is the Stanley Hotel um, and others. And every <laughs> every other hotel. Every other hotel is 100 years the old. The Driscoll Hotel. <laughs> that was the most haunted. The yeah. one that you stayed at in Ybor City. <laughs> that, yep, that was. Every, every hotel is over 100 years old. Is the most haunted. That's the same with hospitals. Yes. They're, hospi- they're most they haunted hospitals. The most haunted as well. Can you name a hospital off the top of your head? Asylum 49. It's the most haunted hospital in the world. And we'll be going there soon. Well, they said... <laughs> actually, they'll tell you it's the third most haunted hospital in America. Waverly um, claims that it's the most haunted hospital in America um, for a different project that I'm working on. And it might be on this show. I have a list of... Haunted hospitals across the world. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about good old Norman Baker. Norman Baker. Yes. Um, he was he interesting. Was, he was the OG podcaster. Yeah, he was a he was a radio host. He was an inventor. Invented a few things as well. Um, so a little bit about him. He started becoming a mentalist. Okay, doing mind reading shows on the road for twenty years. He's a quit the vaudevillian himself. He was a street magician. Yes, and then during this these little vaudeville days of that he was in, he saw someone doing live surgery shows on the streets. <laughs> by the way, um, they were basically cutting bodies open, bo- bodies open, and pouring a formula. Into these bodies, a lot of melted water. Yes. <laughs> um, Norman then used the same formula, and he was injecting it into people's tumors up to seven times a day, claiming he had the cure for cancer. He was a quack. <laughs> so he was a charlatan. He was a snake oil salesman. So he well, it was uh, watermelon seeds. I'll tell you the formula right now. Watermelon seeds and glycerin. Ground up watermelon seeds. Watermelon sugar high. I gotta get that. <laughs> uh, red clover, corn silk. Glycerin and carbolic acid sounds like it'll it'll cure your ailments. Doesn't sound like it'll do shit. (laughs) I think I missed the part where you said where he got his medical degree from. Oh, he got it from his the school uh, of hard knocks. Yeah, from his (laughs) from his pocket from his from his own mouth. He's like, I'm a doctor from his radio show. He claimed to be a doctor with no medical degree whatsoever. He just had a syringe. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> so I'm a he's doctor like, hey, now. Let me, get you. let me cut you open. Oh, here, I got it. I'll just, we'll just inject this right into your pancreas, and you'll be cured in no time. I could have been injecting people with bong water back in the 1800s and called it a cure-all. Exactly. It's, like, it's CBD in this bong it's, water. You smell it. It smells like medicine, right? So no medical training. No, no medical, medical training, degree. No medical degree. No medical license. No medical license. And he create and he started up a hospital, so he got kicked out of Iowa for for basically this. He's, he claimed to be doctor. They ran him out of town. He went to Arkansas and set, purchased the Crescent Hotel and said, "This is a health resort," and just drink the water. 
We can literally drink the water. Sit in it and drink it. Look, sit in it, drink it. Let me inject you with my special formula. Let me inject you with watermelon <laughs> seeds. Let me let me give you that watermelon sugar high, and uh, you'll be all set. It worked, and and it worked. <laughs> Everyone was cured. Yeah, um, that's what he said. <laughs> so um, we wanted people to think. Yes, and so what he would do is. To the dungeon. Take them to the dungeon. He would remove these cancerous organs from the people, put them in the formaldehyde jars, and put them in the basement where his morgue was. Well, I mean, after they died, right? Excruciating yeah. death. He's well, like, oh. see if the if the injection didn't work, then he just cut the tumor out, and then he kept them as trophies. And he's like, you okay? And hey, you're right. Oh, okay, all right. And so Next. they didn't have any proper care. There was no, no medical team there no. to give them proper care. No, there was yeah. There you, was good point. there was Nurse Theodora, but I mean, would she just get giving around cups of water? More like, water. I think more she, water. I think she cleaned the rooms. Clean the room. Give them some water. You need me to cut you open for more injections? Uh, what do you need? What else do you need there for me? So, yeah, that was Norman Baker. He, like I said, ended up spending time in prison. Um, didn't uh, do so well soon after. He, he, I mean, he, I believe also he tried to get into politics as well, I believe, at, at some point. So, uh, yeah, he was a quack, this guy. Um, and there are reports of seeing his spirit. So I'll kind of read this here. The, uh, it said that his apparition has been seen in the old recreation room in the basement and at the foot of the first floor stairway. They assume this is him because... It looks like he had portraits of himself. So it looks like the portraits he had, um, this this apparition. But also, he wore purple. So not only did he, when he <laughs> bought it, did he redecorate the interior with all purple. I'm assuming like purple wallpaper or purple furniture. But he was known to, okay, get this. He also wore a white lab coat. Again, not a doctor. Wanted to portray himself as a doctor. Wore a white lab coat with a purple shirt and purple tie. And that was like his daily attire. Purple shirt, purple tie, and uh, this was Norman. This was Norman, and that oh. he had a also a purple car. Um, I'm not sure. I've heard. Sounds I heard, like my kind of guy. I like purple. <laughs> I do love purple. I was wearing all purple yesterday. Um, I've also heard that he drove an orchid color car. I don't know what color orchids are. I don't know if that. That's uh, a light purple. Is it? Is it orchid or lavender? You think lavender or orchid? That's also a light light okay. purple. So maybe yeah. So he had a, a, a purple car, and so that is why. It is said to believe when they see this apparition that it is him because it looks like his portrait and he's wearing purple. 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 1937 to 1940s when he ran the hospital. Mm -hmm. 1941 to 1944 is when he started time in prison for fraud. For fraud. Fraud. Mail not fraud? for medical malpractice, not for killing a shit ton of people. Nope. Fraud. Mail fraud. Mail fraud. Because what he did, did you mention? I was zoning out. He would write fake letters. To the family members and force the patients to sign them and send them off, uh, telling the family members, "Yeah, shit's fine here. Yeah, we're, we're good. good to go. Yeah, I'm drinking this water. It's in pain. working. I'm drinking this water. I'm taking this watermelon sugar high all in. I'm good." <laughs> Mel yeah, fraud. not true. People were dying left or right, and I didn't get the. I don't know if you guys even saw this. Any any numbers of what, how many people they estimate? Died? I I don't I have those see numbers. It, but he didn't keep billion. a log. He didn't keep any logs at all. Why would he? Yeah, why would he? <laughs> yeah. He never went through the training of it's like oh the, another the one another one didn't make it. All right, next hey, I got a cure for you. Don't you worry. 
Come to my health resort. Send them down the river. Send them down the river. Come to the Ozarks. I got you. Uh, but anyway, there are a few other spirits because, again, you guys, this is the most haunted hotel in America. There is no question about it. In fact, Beaker <laughs> has some more stories for us. I do. Mr. Beaker, continue. Okay. So, I kind of mentioned Theodore. Yes. There's room 419 apparently is one of the most haunted rooms in the hotel, but also so is 218. Um, weird. Um, so, Theodora is, might be a nurse, uh, but apparently she introduces herself as a cancer patient. She's normally seen around 419. Um, the funny thing is, is <clears throat> oftentimes, like, guests will ha- claim that their luggage and stuff is, like, packed up for them and next to the door ready to go when it's time for them to check out. Oh. Um, I, and I think that might be Theodora. It's time to go. Um, there was also during the, the college time, uh, with 419 as well, there's another spirit there. I don't know if that she's, they've given a name for her, uh, but there was a pregnant girl that mm. fell down the stairs and, and, and died. And she said to haunt 419 as well. Um, the story goes that she tripped and fell or threw herself down the stairs um, other people say that she was pushed. No one knows for sure. Uh, then there's the, I guess the most, uh, famous spirit, I guess, would be Michael. Um, the, the that's pe- just a name they gave him too, right? Is that right? No, I, that was the name. He actually was a worker that fell to his death and his name was Michael. Was it? Cause, okay. They, I, read, they, I heard something that they said they gave him that name, but I wasn't sure. I think they got it through like investigations. Um, but apparently he was like one of the original, Stonemasons building the hotel. He was a limestone cowboy. He was a limestone <laughs> cowboy. Uh, he was Irish too. So. Yeah, of the Arkansas branch. <laughs> so uh, apparently, he was one of the Masons that originally was building the hotel in 1885. Uh, while he was working on the roof, he lost his balance and fell to his death on the second floor area. Uh, where he died is now, like I said, room 218, and. This on the same website that says 419 is the most haunted room in the hotel. It also says 218 is the most haunted room. So um, these are the most haunted rooms in America? Yeah. Uh-huh. They have to be. They have to be. They're at the most haunted hotel. Makes sense. In America. Um, so some of the reports of uh, activity that people see in this room. One, it's kind of trippy. If I saw this, I don't know what I would do. But they say that hands come out of the bathroom mirror. Um, they also say that uh, he likes to play tricks with lights, the doors, and the television. And he's often heard pounding loudly on the walls. Um, they also hear what sounds like a man falling onto the ceiling. And then other people say that during the night, uh, someone ran screaming from the room, claiming that they saw blood splattered all over the walls in the room. Wow. If I saw hands coming out, I'd smack them. Get away from me. I'm like, no! <laughs> I'm naked. Stop. <laughs> Did you watch those? <laughs> Buy me a drink first. <laughs> you soap even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, probably probably Michael is the most famous of spirits in this hotel. Yes. Uh even other uh well known somewhere. Um so there's the the crystal dining room. There is um, watching the old school like Ghost Hunters show from 2007 when they were there, they 
we're talking to the the historian and he took him into the room so in the dino dining or the crystal dining room holy hell there was uh, a gentleman that they called uh joseph i believe uh sitting at one of the tables and he's there basically every day saying i guess he met a girl while he was there and he like fell in love with her Ooh. and so he's Seen there every morning, like waiting for her to come down to breakfast, uh, and hopeless romantic. This guy, hopeless romantic. Interesting. <laughs> this is very interesting. There is more um, somewhere in these notes that you sent, but I can't find the damn thing. I think it was the last one. Is that it? Nope. No. Well, well, that's that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't find the damn thing? No, there are um, really for that. I know there are some more recent stories as well that Ghosty will get into. Uh, but currently today, again, if you didn't catch this, this is still an operating hotel, and they do do ghost tours inside as well. I don't. I didn't look up the fees or anything. I'm not near there. But if you're interested in it, you can look into it and getting a room and looking into doing so a investigation. I did send you the screenshot. Like to spend the night there, you're looking at four hundred and fifty dollars. Was it just for a night? But that's so mm-hmm. an investigation. Yeah, that's for an investigation. A dinner. Um, Will it come with dinner? Yeah, so this is what it comes with. Not a bad One night stay, $75 dining credit in the Crystal Dining Room. Okay. Two tickets to the Crescent Hotel Ghost Tour, two ghost mugs, and a resort pass. And for some reason, it won't pull up on my iPad, but it will on my phone. So, um, other things that happen in the Crystal Dining Room. um, People see dancers uh, from the 1890s in full dress attire, whirling around the room. Uh, early in the morning or late at night, I guess. Um, and I talked about, so the guy that, uh, Joseph that's been waiting, he says, I saw the most beautiful woman here last night and I'm waiting for her to return. Oh. And they, they see him like usually in the morning. Um, there's a former waitress that said she saw a Victorian bride and groom in the dining room's mirror. And when they made eye contact with the groom, the couple faded away and, and, Right in front of her. Interesting. Um, there's also, um, during one Christmas season, the Christmas tree and the presents and everything were on like one side of the room. And when they came in the next morning, uh, they were literally on the other side of the room. And there was like the chairs in the room were circled around, like facing the Christmas tree. Weird. Rituals. <laughs> um, and then there's other times where they like they walk into the dining room and everything is like set perfectly. The room's like clean, but the menus are just like scattered randomly around the room. Okay. And then in the kitchen, there's been an apparition apparition of a small boy that's been seen running around and skipping around. And sometimes the pots and pans are said to come flying off. In the kitchen. In the kitchen. So that's all like stuff that goes on just in the dining room area. A little scamp. Yep. <laughs> there was the other kid um, that had the his appendix burst and he's seen in the main stairwell sitting on a bench sometimes. Oh, so you guys watch the ghost adventures episode, right? Yes. And when they talk about that kid with his burst appendix, the recreation, the, the re 
react. Uh, what were they called? The recreation. Yeah, yeah the recreation works. video that they made of it. The kids, the kids got like, like some eyes, eyes bulging off wandering and stuff. Like, what does that have to do with the... Yeah, his eyes like all appendix. droopy and shit and it's like got black tar coming from it. It's like his appendix the, burst. The, like the guy, it's the CGI blip. guy, they yeah. told him, all right, he's got it a burst appendix. We'll talk about... Say less, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, guys. <laughs> That's a burst iris, I think. <laughs> So, okay. He also didn't have a medical license. Yeah, he, <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Uh, Ghost, you've got a couple stories that are more recent. So people have kind of posted some uh, stories. Were these uh, stories like from the investigations or from stays? Do you know? Well, this first one comes from a former gift shop employee. Ah, okay. And stories like this is actually what got the original ghost hunters to go there and then start investigating it. Um, this was actually posted back in 2012, but I'm sure it happened way before then. So this one talks about a former gift shop employee who vividly remembers a late night customer in quotations. She encountered one slow evening. I was leaning gently against the display case, kind of looking downward, but not really at anything. When I looked up there in the store's doorway into the hotel lobby stood a man looking out of place in time. Yeah, there was a man looking out of place in time. Like, he wasn't in the right. Yeah. He was dressed in a long black cutaway coat with a tall shirt collar and ascot-like cravat. 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 A top hat, and his face was adorned with mutton-chopped sideburns. It's a tie. His trousers were gray-striped, but as I continued to gaze down, his image ended around the middle of of the lower leg. It didn't go all the way to the floor. His image was there. It was very complete and lifelike, not at all wavy or wispy. I blinked and said, whoa, and in that instance, he disappeared. Hmm. I sped into the lobby toward the crystal dining room, then back toward the governor's suite, but he was absolutely gone. I never saw him again. Okay. And then this one is about room 213. This one says, um, this was overheard by a guest from a daughter and her mother who stayed at the hotel. They were staying in room 213. The girl, age 13, said she felt someone poking her through the night while she was in bed and the next morning found her jewelry that had been on the dresser on top of her in the bed. Also, her mother said while she was blow-drying her daughter's hair that uh, the next morning, the mom felt someone playing with the top of her hair. Okay. Just a few rooms down from 218. Just wandering through. And then this one has to do with the uh, parlor suite, 202. That was not an EVP if anyone heard that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. At 11 p.m., just before we went to bed, the Whirlpool bath jets came on by themselves. My wife turned them off. Then at 1 a.m., while we were asleep, they came on again. Mm. It woke my wife up, and again, she turned them off. The next morning, we were ready to check out, and my wife stood in the middle of the parlor room and said out loud, Okay, we're leaving. If anyone is here with us, please prove yourself by turning those jets on again. And again, they came on. Oh, wow. Okay. On command. Yeah. Well, just a few stories there. Okay, awesome. I know also uh, some more recent stories is in 2019, they were actually digging uh, around the property, and they have found 500 of these formaldehyde jars buried in the back of the hotel that, quote-unquote, Dr. Baker had basically planted there, buried there. So that means there's 500 known deaths. 
or organs of people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure once he's removed that, I'm, I don't think they've made it. I don't think they made it. So, yeah, I mean. No, no, he was good. Yeah, Fantastic. he was a doctor. Yeah. yeah. He's licensed yeah. by himself. He had, mm-hmm. a, he had a lab he, coat. He had a driver's license. University of Google. <laughs> Wasn't around then, but that's where he got it from. Yeah, so he had he had these formaldehyde jars in the basement of his morgue, and then he had more buried. It makes you wonder what he's hiding, you know? He's like, but I got the, I got the cure. I Trust still me. find it fascinating that he served like three years for fraud. Not, four years. Not four years. Yeah. But not for medical malpractice or killing. Well, but I don't know if he can be maybe I don't, I don't know if he can be found guilty of medical malpractice if he's not a doctor. <laughs> but maybe Practicing murder. without a license. There you go. I don't know if that was a thing then. But I mean murder. It was definitely a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like he, right. He murdered, but he wasn't keeping logs of anything, so no one even knew really. Yeah, this guy's my hero. <laughs> I want to grow up to be like Norman. But I'll tell you what, looking at the pictures of this Bates. hotel, this hotel looks gorgeous. It's like, beautiful. We're going. Yeah, it, it's it's huge. It looks like a castle. It's in the Ozarks. It's like surrounded by all these woodlands and trees, and 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 then of course Miracle Eureka Springs. I mean. It'll cure anything, right? Let's yeah. go. Or the formula. Like dyslexia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. That was Scientology. <laughs> we should go there. To Scientology? Sure. Yeah. Clearwater, Florida. Uh-huh. We're on our way. What? <laughs> oh. Oh, the Ozarks. Tom Cruise. The Ozarks. Tom Cruise is a big fan of the podcast, by the way. I'm pretty He's sure the whole fan. area of the Ozarks is just full of ghosts and weird stuff. I could see that. Um, in fact, our uh, our good friend Brandy, she's actually joining us as a special. Well, that was loud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got a, it as a special guest, but she yes, she was watching some tours on YouTube that people took, and she's like, "Yeah, there's definitely some some things moving around in there." So let's go over there and get touched by some touch touch. Yeah, <laughs> go see. Don't play that. What are we done? I don't know. Are we? <laughs> Any more you want to add to a beaker? Um, no. Oh, okay. I don't think so. All right. So then are we done? <laughs> well, you know, before we go, share this podcast with your friends. Like and subscribe. Yes. We need that yacht. I'm going to say it every time. <laughs> Give us that yacht. Ghost the haunted yacht. yacht. Follow us, uh, evvp.pod. And wh- where are we at? YouTube. TikTok we're on, now. We're on TikTok, TikTok now. We're on TikTok, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook. The, the Gamels. Yep. There too. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening and watching whatever you're doing, but thanks for having us. Peace out. Uh, Go see an old plate, Anna. (laughs) You stole my sign off. Did I? (laughs) Half of it. Peace out, butterflies. Watermelon sugar high. Watermelon sugar high. (laughs) Worst ending ever. Yeah, it was. It's okay, though. (laughs)